these troubled times, it's really hard to know who you can trust. And there's so many things that are happening out there that will shake you to your core as far as having your trust in maybe a government or a news agency. And that's what I'm going to talk about today on the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I'm Jim Calhoun, sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And you probably can tell by my voice, which is pretty raspy, that I got into some mold. I was talking about this several programs back. Got into a bunch of dusty mold, and I breathed in a whole bunch of it, and I've really been, shall I say, been paying for it. But about two hours ago, I had a cow get out, and I went to put her back in. Well, we still have about a foot of snow on the ground, and while the air is warming up, it's still real cold close to the ground because of all the snow. And I was running in the snow trying to put the cow in. Well, of course, the cow outran me, but sucking all that cold air into my lungs, and I've been having issues anyway. I just spent about an hour's worth of coughing just nonstop. And I finally got my coughing down enough to where I can do some recording. And you're going to hear a little bit of difference in the audio because I actually recorded the majority of this show before I went and chased the cow. And so this is after I chased the cow, and then you're going to hear the difference of before I chased the cow. Anyway, welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. Oh, I tell you, sometimes you just got to shake your head. If it wasn't so sickening and crazy, a person could have a really good laugh over the comedy of errors that is happening all over the world. The more I dig into stories and to different things, the more I see how corrupt everything is. If you don't think that Satan doesn't have a firm control over all of the governments of this planet, then you're sadly mistaken. It seems like that every day I hope to have a really light news day, something I could skim over it and then not worry about it. But every day some fool somewhere in some country whether it be wokeism or warmongering or just flat, plain stupidity, will do something just so asinine. And today's no different. I could spend a bunch of time talking about stories that I've read the last 24 hours that just make you scratch your head and say, what reality is this? They put out this big scare of a Chinese balloon floating over Montana. And it caused a big ruckus in the Pentagon. And what did they ultimately decide to do with the balloon? Nothing. And they said that if they shot it down, of course, they said it was Chinese and they were spies. Now, how did they know that? I don't know. Now, don't you suppose that if the Chinese would send a, basically a weather balloon over the United States, that they would know it would be shot down so they wouldn't do it? I don't know if this is actually a Chinese balloon or whether it's a weather balloon or somebody's private balloon, I don't know what it is. But the mere fact that the Pentagon said they wouldn't shoot it down because they were afraid of debris coming down and hitting someone in Montana. Think about that. Now, I love Montana. I've been in Montana lots. But if you want big sky country, if you want wide open spaces, Montana is for you. They could shoot that down 99.999% of that state. And debris wouldn't hit anything but prairie or maybe a mountainside or depending on what part of Montana you were in. 
And so if it was truly a Chinese spy balloon, you would think the Pentagon would have done something about it. And that's kind of what this whole show is going to be about, is just fake news and fake everything. Everywhere you look, it's just phony. Now, do you suppose that maybe they're saying it's a Chinese balloon because they're trying to get everyone conditioned to hate China, just like they spent years and years trying to get us to hate Russia? All the United States does around the world, and I'm starting to really see this, is bully other nations. You know, right now in Peru, there's all sorts of trouble down there. Why? Because in part, the United States is bullying the government of Peru. And I just read a story where one of the high officials in the country of Turkey told the United States to keep your filthy hands off our country. And as an American, that makes me sad. It doesn't make me sad that someone's standing up to a bully. It makes me sad that we are the bully. It just makes me, just makes me ill. Because this was, at one time, the greatest country ever put on the face of the earth. And at one time, God did richly bless this country. And, you know, there are things I can't listen to anymore. And one of them is Lee Greenwood's God Bless USA, which is a great song, by the way. But it doesn't apply anymore. Because I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I wish that was the case. Because every day our freedoms are being trampled upon. And I could go on and on and on, but I'm going to be hitting the meat of today's show right now. And it's going to be all about being in free fall and also the corruption of our government, the corruption of our media, just how things are. And they should be so much better. And honestly, if you want to see what a country looks like that turns their back on God, just look at the United States of America. Look at the poverty and the homelessness. Look at the woke counterculture. Look at all of the disinformation and corruption, child trafficking. It seems like that we are in a free fall everywhere you look. Looks like the economy is in free fall. Just the way that the United States is going with our society is in free fall. It seems that our injustice system is in free fall. And our politics has been in free fall for a long time. And our foreign policy is in free fall. And the respect that people have for government as a whole is in free fall. Everywhere you look, everything has fallen just like leaves off of a tree right before winter. And what I want to talk about today is the obvious, which the last several programs I've called the elephant in the room. I want to talk about the obvious, but I also want to talk about the blind eye that is being purposely turned towards all of these obvious things and what the reason behind turning a blind eye would actually be. You know, several years back, some group of people, I can't remember which group, but all of a sudden started using the term your truth. Well, that's your truth, but my truth is this but your truth might be that. And I'll always remember my first reaction to that when I heard someone talk about their truth. Truth is truth. Truth doesn't pick sides. Truth just is. Well, someone might push, quote-unquote, their truth on you, but if you try to tell them the truth, truth can only be one thing. It can't be, it can't be divided up between opinions. One plus one equals two. 
Well, that's your truth, but my truth, 1 plus 1 equals 16. That's my truth. And we've put up with that silliness. And that kind of uh, woke mentality that is prevalent in our Western culture has allowed people to compartmentalize things that have no business being divided up in the first place. And truth is the main one. You should never divide your truth, my truth, his truth, her truth. That's just asinine. It's kind of like if you have a scientific problem that you have to work out mathematically and you're trained that 1 plus 1 equals 5 and 2 times 2 is 23 and you're trained in that way and that's what you think is truth, I'm going to guarantee you that your mathematic equation you're going to come up with is never going to work. It's never going to be right. It's always going to be incorrect. And truth is something that's like mathematical numbers. One means single. Two means there's two of that single item. It can't mean anything else but that. But yet we have society that is just tripping over themselves, trying to push different narratives and different truths. And then you have the other side of it. And that's the side I want to talk about, at least during the first part of the program. It's those that close their eyes to the truth, just will not see it. You know, there's an old saying that says you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And that is very true. But I saw a really clever t-shirt that says, you can lead a sheep to knowledge, but you can't make it think. I think that's real clever. And it's very true. Day after day in my research, I see all these, I'm going to call them imbeciles because that's the best word that fits them, that they defend a narrative that's just totally false. And any time that they're trapped in their narrative and they're caught pushing a false narrative, they start screaming or calling names or they change the subject. They never want to rest on the merits of their debate because they have no merits to debate in the first place. But they have no critical thinking. And it seems like there's a very large group of people that they do have a price. They can be bought off to say anything to anybody at any time. And some people work pretty cheap. And I'm going to specifically talk about our news media, who I totally detest. There are things happening worldwide that you need to know about. And if you knew about it, then you could at least be mentally, physically, financially, spiritually prepared to deal with whatever's happening out there in the world. But unfortunately, the media seems to be basically just a lapdog, or better yet, a branch of the propaganda arm of the government. And let's not forget that Obama, when he was in office, struck down that law that prohibited our news media from using propaganda against its own citizens. So what the news media is doing is very legal as far as modern times is concerned. But right after World War II, there was a law passed making it against the law to do what the media is doing right now. But since Obama overturned that law, 
And also, it seems that the news media is just basically an arm of, of the Democrats and their corrupt party. Then it stands to reason that they would go ahead and use this technique of propaganda against us. Why would Obama lift that law if they weren't going to use propaganda against us? And so it's very well planned. And so I'm going to inform you of several things that you may know or may not know. It depends on how much media that you listen to and trust. And I would have to say right now, even if you still listen to any mainstream media, including Fox News, if you still listen to that, do you really trust it? I wouldn't trust anything coming out of anybody from the mainstream media. Every once in a while, they do get something right and they tell the truth. But on things that really, truly matter, they're either silent about or they send you a line of propaganda. So here are a few things in the news that has happened very recently that the news media has not reported on. Do you realize that Russia right now has naval vessels off the coast of the United States and they've been doing simulated drills of launching their hypersonic missiles. And they've been doing tests, and they've also been doing radar jamming off the coast of the United States. And their radar jamming is so effective, it's also affecting cell phones and some computers. And recently, they just had one of these tests off the coast of Bermuda, where they did a simulated missile launch. And for just over 30 seconds, they electronically jammed all of our defense systems and all of our radar. The news media didn't tell you about that, did they? Well, they should have. Because what Russia is doing is they're sending a message to illegitimate Joe and all the warmongers in Washington that we're not dealing with Afghanistan, which, by the way, we lost, but... But I guess that's a different story. Russia is tapping us on the shoulder saying, you better wake up because you're not immune. We can get to you and we can get to you very easy. I think that when the airline shut down a couple weeks ago that happened in the United States and Canada, I think that was the same thing. A little tap on the shoulder saying, hey, we can get to you. And then you have these warmongers go on television night after night saying that Ukraine can win and take back all the territory and we need to keep throwing money at Ukraine and we need to defend Ukraine. And we're acting like the Ukraine is the cradle of civilization. But the Ukraine has been pointed out to be the most corrupt country in Europe. And it's one of the most corrupt countries in the whole world. But the media doesn't tell you that. A lot of the missiles and things that we're sending over to kill Russians are still being aimed at the population of the people that live in the Donbass region in Ukraine. And the Ukrainian army is still killing Ukrainians. But you don't hear that in the news. Now, I'm not for the war in Ukraine at all. I wish Russia would get out of there. But I do understand why they are there. But war is never a good thing. But sometimes war has to happen 
when diplomacy is, well, you can't say it failed because it never was even tried. I've been following this very close for several years, and I was sure that when the Kremlin reached out with with written proposals of what could avoid any conflict in Ukraine, I thought that adults would come to the room and they would hammer out the details, and that would be it. But then you find out, and this is another thing the news media has not been telling anyone, that Angela Merkel, the former Prime Minister of Germany, and then Francois Holland, the former President of France, have both publicly stated that the Minsk agreements, which the news media also doesn't talk about, were negotiated in bad faith, that the Western nations had no intention of the Minsk agreement being carried out by Ukraine. In other words, Ukraine was going to sign a paper saying that they would do certain things. Well, they signed that paper knowing full well that they were going to do nothing of the kind. Both Merkel and Holland both said that that paper was signed just to buy Ukraine time to build their military so they could fight a war against Russia. And people say, well, Russia invaded in February last year. They did. But the Ukraine has been preparing for years with the help of NATO to fight who? Russia. So if you're going to point fingers of what start, of who started what and why, you have to start looking a little bit deeper than February of last year. This war has been egged on for years. And if Ukraine would have just followed the Minsk agreement that they did sign, but did absolutely nothing as far as fulfillment of their promises, if they would have just kept their promises and carried out the agreement that they themselves signed, there would be no Russian troops in Ukraine. And that's another thing that the news media doesn't tell you about. And you have an awful lot of people that seem to be waving Ukrainian flags and thinking that Russia is nothing but an evil communist dictatorship. And you have that pencil-necked Adam Schiff still claiming that 2016 happened, as far as the election of Donald Trump, because of Russia. Didn't you get sick of hearing four years of Russia, Russia, Russia during Trump's presidency? Well, I did. I got very sick of it. And when you combine that with Holland and also Merkel's coming clean and telling the world that the Minsk agreement was never meant to be followed by Ukraine, and at the same time that Ukraine was building up their military forces, you had the media in the United States and the corrupt politicians were blaming Russia for everything. If somebody had a hangnail, it was Russia's fault. If someone had a headache, it's Russia's fault. Russia, Russia, Russia. And that's one thing that the news media did its best to do, is to brainwash everyone against Russia. Now, I'm not pro-Russia one bit, but I am pro-truth. And I'm also not one to be prone to be brainwashed very easy. And when you have news anchors in lockstep saying the exact same thing the exact same way, 
and you have 30 or 40 of them on the same day, say the same words, same phrase, you know they got their marching orders from higher up, and anybody that's a critical thinker can see through that and say, well, there's more to it than what they're saying because they're all walking in lockstep. So what this is is not a news report. It is indoctrination. And so we have an awful lot of people who have been indoctrinated that Russia is bad and that Ukraine is good. And when in reality, I doubt if Russia is very good, but I know Ukraine isn't. Ukraine has been corrupt for years. We've been laundering billions of dollars through the corrupt Ukrainian government that's been going back into the pockets of the United States politicians and also politicians all over the Western world. And there's no investigative reporting going on that's trying to uncover all of the horrible things that have been done in Ukraine. And who can forget Hunter Biden? He's over there sitting on a board of directors on an oil company, but it seems like his expertise is not in oil. It's in debauchery and drug use and just being an all-around horrible person. And let's not forget the big guy that gets his 10% cut. And also, when illegitimate Joe, when he was campaigning before they stole the election, was saying that, He got a prosecutor in Ukraine fired because they were going to investigate his son. And so he blackmailed Ukrainian government by telling Ukrainians that they would not get the aid money that Obama had promised. Now, this was back when Biden was vice president. And I've seen video clips of him bragging about it. and I'm sure you have, too. But where's the outrage? I didn't see any outrage. They're like, well, he outsmarted that prosecutor. Ha, ha, ha. Isn't he a great guy? He's the big guy. Give him another 10%. That's what's happening over there, folks, is it's a big cover-up. It's a big money laundering organization, and that's the tame part. I've been hearing all sorts of human trafficking and drug trafficking and all sorts of things that are coming out of Ukraine. It's almost like the Ukrainian government's a big cartel like a drug cartel, but they're a cartel in money laundering and drugs and child trafficking and all these other evils. But the news media won't tell you about that. They omit that. And they omit so many things that we need to know. There's still a lot of people that call people like me an anti-vaxxer. You're anti-science. And nothing could be further from the truth. A genuine vaccine that's administered correctly with the correct dosage that's been thoroughly tested, I have no problem with that, with safe and effective vaccines. But just because Bill Gates, that has no medical degree whatsoever, comes out and says something is safe and effective, and then you have the horribly corrupt Pfizer and other big pharma, they're all horribly corrupt, but guess who brings you the news? This report brought to you by Pfizer. This show brought to you by Pfizer. This other news report brought to you by Pfizer. Start listening for that, folks. You'll start hearing it. And so, of course, since Pfizer is paying these people, do you think they're going to come on and tell you Pfizer's corrupt, that people of, the people of Pfizer are doing gain-of-function research? 
the people of Pfizer are modifying viruses, and they're going to unleash them on the public so they can sell more of their product. Are you going to hear that from the mainstream media? No, you're not, because they're bought and paid for. And someone that's woke might say, well, that's your truth. No, the truth is the truth. And the Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And I stand with that with every situation. It has to be done in truth. And sometimes not telling the truth that you know and simply being quiet about something is as bad as telling an all-out lie. The United States right now is facing the worst crisis that it's ever faced. All at the same time, all of those elephants that are in the room, they're trampling everything. There's multitudes of elephants. There's a herd of elephants in the room. And you have a news media and a government that is totally ignoring the elephants. And if one of us out here happens to see part of an elephant and says, hey, that might be an elephant. Well, all of a sudden, we are conspiracy theorists. And we're being told, nothing to see here. Move on. Everything's fine. And I'm starting to see videos pop up on some of the more popular video platforms where their topic is ridiculing people that think that bad times are here, that maybe this possibly might be the end of our economy, or we might be in a horrible war, and that we're in horrible trouble, and we need to wake up. I see several of the quote-unquote progressives are putting lots of videos up slandering and laughing at the people that are putting up videos saying watch out we're in trouble and in their videos they pretty well say these people are nuts everything's great we have a great president our economy's fine the world is great everyone just do more drugs and watch more tv and have more fun these people that say that the world's in trouble don't listen to them nothing to see here folks move on move on and then you have people comment and they put thumbs up and they say, yeah, there's nothing wrong. And you got to shake your head and say, man, how did these people fall so far? Well, it's called having Satan as your father. And Satan is the father of the lie. And unfortunately, most people would rather have their ears tickled with a lie than to have cold, hard truth presented to them. To them, that's like a hard slap in the face. They'd rather have that nice lie. They'd rather be ignorant. Because once they see something and they're no longer ignorant, then they're going to be accountable for their choices. What are they going to do with the information? Are they going to be lazy and do nothing? Are they going to get up off their couch and do something about what they see? And so we're living in a world right now that is divided. It's divided in every which way you can be divided through race and ethnicity and country of origin and your truth and my truth and on and on and on. And it's really sad. But you know, the classic way to conquer something is to divide it first. The old divide and conquer. And I've got to hand it to the adversary, the enemies of humanity, that are ultimately the satanic globalists that want to depopulate the world. I have to hand it to them they're very successful. They're very good at what they do. But it's time we got very good at what we do. 
and oppose these people. And when we come back on the other side of the break, I'll pick up where I left off. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman, the GOAT of Kedem. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, the nice Jewish boy, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you can get and love in a moment. On Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the biblical year, the Day of Atonement, the scapegoat would be sent out from the west to the east. It would be the separation of east and west. And that's interesting because in Psalm 103, it says that he has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. Well, the scapegoat would, would be gone to remove the sins going from the east from the west. Interesting. But the word for east in Hebrew is kedem. Try it. Kedem. Interesting, because it, it, it speaks in the prophecy that it says Messiah will be born in Bethlehem in Micah 5. And it says his goings forth are from Kedem, which would mean the east. But it also, Kedem, the east also means eternity. He's the one who comes from eternity so he can remove our sins to eternity, uh, eternally away from us. Never again, that we will never again, can never get to our sins. We can never reach it because it's forever away from us. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed his sins from us. He is the one from Kedem, which means eternity, means the east. But he is the one who removes our sins as far as eternity. That you can never go there again. So be free no matter what. And if you search the universe, you'll never find your sins again in him. Thank God he is the one who is from Kedem, the scapegoat. Want more? Ask for 16 Secrets of Yom Kippur on CD. Now, the free gift for you. The Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You'll love it. And Sapphires, the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Special teachings, updates on Israel, world events, and prophecy. The secrets of strength and victory for every day of your life. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you call it. That's it. So, for your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient people, Israel, and the unreached peoples of five continents with over a billion people. How? Well, it's amazing. This is the farthest way you'll ever spread the gospel on shortwave radio. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or you can write to me. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy box, 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy box, 1111 Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Lechem, peace be to you in Messiah, Mikadem, who is from forever. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in today for Bob Bierman. And I want to thank everyone for your prayers for Bob Bierman and to keep supporting him. This program really needs your support. And Bob Bierman needs your support as well. So I want you to keep Bob in your prayers. And at the end of the program, I'm going to tell you how you can donate to this ministry to keep it on the air. Well, the first half of the show, I was talking about more elephants in the room and talking about the things that are being ignored. And there's another thing I didn't mention before I go on to some solutions that I possibly have. 
I don't know if anyone has any real solutions to this mess other than, Jesus, we need you now, and we need you more than ever. And the return of Jesus will settle all of this. And so that is where my ultimate faith and my ultimate hope lies, is with Almighty God, with His plans and His kingdom. But in the meantime, we have to live through what we're living through. And the one thing I didn't mention was in finances. And you need to hear this. If you have money in the bank, you need to know these two things that the news media did not tell you. First of all, there was a meeting among the Federal Reserve people. And they leaked out some of the video of this meeting. And it's one they had just about 30 days ago where they were discussing openly what's called a bail-in. We all know what a bailout is. That's when they bail out a company and it's too big to fail. But apparently this bail-in has to do with banks being able to take what money they need from their depositors and just simply transfer it out of their account. And that money, in effect, is just gone. And I know that there is a major U.S. bank, and I'm not going to mention the name, but a major U.S. bank recently had a whole line of customers that went there to withdraw money or to get their balance that found out they had money missing in their accounts. And each one of these people called customer service because that's what this bank told them to do. And customer service either would not answer their phone or would hang up on them or would not help them. So all of these people that went in for a balance or to withdraw money found out that they had money missing out of their accounts. And that's here in the United States of America. And yes, that did happen. Was that on the news? No. Was it widespread? Not that I know of. I know what happened at one branch at one of these big banks. But you have to understand that all of these big banks are connected with a computer And these banks that are nationwide, like this one is, you can deposit money in Chicago, and then you could go to their branch in Helena, Montana, and withdraw your money, and all of the computer programs will have all the information, and everything will be fine in a normal world. And so you can't say, well, it was just one branch. They just messed up. No, these people were using their main computer of their whole bank. So if it was a glitch... Why would it happen just glitch one group of depositors in one small branch? There's a lot of questions there. But the biggest question is, why didn't that make the news? And why has not there been any investigative reporting on what's going on with that? And why do you need to know this? Well, that's obvious. You need to know that the Federal Reserve is actively discussing using bail-ins to bail them out of a financial crisis. Understand that the banks are too big to fail, but you, you little depositor, you peon, you're nothing. don't care if you survive or not. If it takes your $100,000 or your $500 or your 30 cents, whatever you have in the bank, if they decide they need it for the greater good, they're going to take it. And I watched this meeting. I heard what they had to say. And probably the scariest part was when they were talking about where they were debating on whether they should, quote unquote, tell the public 
and their consensus was, no, we don't want to cause a panic. We can't tell the public. The public does not need to know this information. Well, I'm here to tell you that the public does need to know this information. And as far as I know, I'm the only one that's talking about this bail-in and this major bank that seems to already be practicing this bail-in by taking money out of depositors' accounts. And you can do with what you want to with this information. You can ignore it, or you could go withdraw your money, whatever, whatever you think you need to do. But I would certainly research what I'm telling you, and I'd verify that it's true. It's going to be very hard to find the evidence out there because of all the censorship. It seems like when someone comes out with the truth, it doesn't stay out there very long. Kind of like when James O'Keefe found out the truth about how Pfizer is genetically altering viruses so they can have a monopoly on the treatment and vaccines of the virus that they created. That's now been banned on Facebook. It's been banned on YouTube. They're calling it medical misinformation. And so the cancel culture and censor Nazis are alive and well. And that's another thing that we all need to know is that we are dealing with criminals. And if you have to take prescription meds, you need to really find out exactly what's in those meds. You need to really try to rebuild your trust around what you're taking. Now, me personally... I might be doing the wrong thing, and I'll be the first to admit when I'm wrong. But after watching all of the reports that I've seen and hearing all of the doctors and the whistleblowers and seeing the reports from like Project Veritas and Rebel News in Australia and also Canada and some people that are really doing investigative reporting, I can honestly say that I'm not going to take my prescription meds anymore. I don't trust the medical profession. Don't trust it at all. And here's another thing that has came out from Australia, from a whistleblower, from a nurse. Now, you might say, well, it's just one nurse. Well, I would trust one nurse that would go public because you have to understand a lot of these people that are going public have suddenly died. And that's another thing that is not being reported on, is that there are a lot of whistleblowers and a lot of people that are standing up for the common people are being found dead or they're disappearing. And that's another thing that you're not being told. And so for this brave nurse in Australia, I have to say would have to either be insane to put this information out, because why tempt fate if you know that you have powers against you? And, and we've all seen the treatment that the police can give you if you're an Australian and you stand up against the COVID mandates. And so my hat's off to this woman. But she stated that the unvaccinated people are being treated different than the vaccinated people inside the hospitals in Australia right now. She said it's happening predominantly in southern Australia. But what she claims, and I do believe her because, again, she's sticking her neck out. She's risking her life and her livelihood by giving us this information. 
that if you come down with COVID and you're vaccinated, they give you ivermectin. Boy, isn't that something? Ivermectin, you know that horse paste, that medicine that everyone was laughing at you if you said you needed ivermectin, the medicine that was hailed as being a miracle drug just several years ago that was impugned and laughed at, that you shouldn't take ivermectin. Well, if you're vaccinated and get COVID in parts of Australia, you get treated with ivermectin. The same people that claimed it wouldn't work are now using it. But here's the sinister part. If you're non-vaccinated and you go in with COVID, you do not get ivermectin. You get the old protocols and you get put on a ventilator. And so, in my opinion, the healthcare system of Australia is totally out of control. And I know that there's people from Australia that listen to this program. And I hope that you've seen the video of your own countrymen pointing this out. What a brave woman she is. But we cannot unsee what we've seen. And we cannot unlearn what we've learned. And we have to take the knowledge that we have gained and we have to share it. Now, am I saying that all of these reports that I see out there, am I gullible enough to think they're all true? No, I'm not. There are hundreds of things I see that I never report to you on because I'm not sure. You could do anything with a photograph or a video and people can dress up in white coats and say they're a doctor or people can stand at a podium and say they're a nurse like this woman in Australia. But when I see the passion that people have and the love they have for their fellow man, and you see that they're motivated to come forward because they want to disclose the truth, because they want to help save lives, those people genuinely, it's real hard for them to fake that. And so when I see a video of someone that's coming forward not to make themselves famous, but to help their fellow man, then I look into it farther. Now, I haven't been able to look into this ivermectin story in Australia, but I do believe what this woman said was true. Now, I have to say right now, it might not be, but I believe that it is, and I think that an investigative reporter should get on the story and bring it to light. But see, that's my whole point of this whole show. There are things out there that real journalists Real investigative journalists, ones that are, have a passion for it, ones that are trained, ones that, the ones that are credentialed, that are supposed to be doing their job, they're not. And so the real journalism out there is being done by Rebel News, being done by Bob Bierman, being done by Project Veritas, and a whole bunch of other people that are only filling a void. You can only be lied to so many times. Just so many times you can watch people get injured or killed by the misinformation that's being put out there by the big media before people have to jump in and say, wait a minute, that's not right, that's not true. And so they have to present the truth, not their truth, but the truth. And the truth is not in Satan. And the truth is not in Satan's organizations. And all of the people that would sell themselves out 
for whatever reason, to Satan and do his bidding. There has to be some pushback. There has to be some truth being told. There has to be people that are brave. There have to be people that are selfless. And there have to be people of action. I know we've all watched an action movie where we're waiting for the hero of the movie to finally go save the day. And then when the movie's over, we can leave that movie theater knowing, yes, the hero saved the day. Everything is good. The bad guys are incarcerated or the bad guys are eliminated. You're happy about that. Well, we're living through something that's a lot more serious than any movie and also a lot more dramatic than any movie, a lot more a lot more life-changing, but yet we are not aware that we are. We are the hero of our life. Now, I'm not trying to say that Jesus Christ is not the answer and not the way, but as far as a physical being on this earth right now, we are our own hero. So is the hero going to get up and do something? Is the hero going to finally save the day? Or is the hero going to go grab another beer and another bowl of nachos? It just boils down to that. We all have eyes. We all have ears. We need to pray for eyes to see and ears to hear. But as one of the people with Rebel News said to one of the cops that was up harassing him, the cop wanted to see his credentials. And the Rebel News reporter said, well, the credentials are the Constitution. The First Amendment guarantees us freedom of the press. And so the cop said, let me see your press credentials. And the man with Rebel News pointed out that we're all press, each and every one of us. And he pointed out rightfully that if you have to go get credentialed, if you have to be licensed to be part of the press, then that violates freedom of the press right there. If you have to be licensed to be part of the press, then it's not free. And that the original meaning of the Founding Fathers of freedom of the press is freedom for people to become the press and for people to inform others and give their opinions. And I really liked how this young man with Rebel News handled this tyrant cop. And so I want to repeat what I heard from him. We are all press. We are all media. We are all equal in the eyes of God, we are all equal in the eyes of the Constitution. And it's time for all of us to quit waiting for someone else to do it for us. In your life, you have to be self-sufficient. In your life, you have to be your own hero. In your life, you have to control your own destiny. And that's something that I wish would sink into everyone that hears this broadcast, is that if it's going to be if it's going to happen, it's you that's got to make it happen. I'm doing my best. Bob Behrman is doing his best, as are all the other people out there that are trying to wake people up and make people at least be aware of what's happening. But we have a rogue and renegade press that is being controlled, and they're omitting things that you need to know, and they're focusing your attention on things that aren't so. and like this police beating in Memphis when that poor young man was beat to death by the five officers. Well, everyone involved was black, 
but yet there's a narrative among some of the news media that that was caused by racism, and they're implying that the cops were white that beat this poor man to death. And I don't think race should come into it at all. I think that God only made, I think God made man in his own image. And it doesn't say God made the white man or the black man or the brown man or the yellow man or the red man or whatever color. It does not say that. It says God made man in his image. And so it doesn't matter what color anyone is because they're all made in the image of God. But to try to stir up racial tensions purposely is what the news media is doing. And I think riots are horrible, but I've got to be honest. Watching this poor man, defenseless as he was, watching him literally being murdered just made me ill. And then I watched several videos that were put out by police officers who happened to be black as well, were defending the police officers. And one of the black policemen that made a video, he called this poor victim a crackhead and said if he would have just obeyed what the cops told him to do, he'd still be alive. And so let that be a lesson to you. When we tell you to get down, you get down. When we tell you, to, when we give you a command, you do it or you risk being beat. That just made me sick. I wanted to crawl through the computer screen and, and give that man a piece of my mind. That really angered me. And I'm going to tell you, there is such a thing that God has instilled in all of us. It's called fight or flight. And that young man was getting beaten to death. And I'm going to tell you this. If I knew that I was in danger and I felt that there were five thugs beating me to death, you don't think I'd try to get away? You don't think you wouldn't try to get away? That God-given instinct of fight or flight would kick in. You'd either run for your life or you'd fight for your life. And this poor young man didn't have a chance to do either. And I hate how the media is trying to spin this. It was all-out murder by five rogue cops. And I would hope that every policeman in the country would come out against that kind of policing. But silence sometimes says lots of words. Silence is awful. You know the old saying that silence is golden. While I understand the spirit in which that was coined, silence can be awful. And the media being silent on things that they should be telling us about is awful. And then when they do tell us about things, they have to give us their truth, their slant from their handlers, by the people that bring you the news. This episode brought to you by Pfizer. It's time to wake up, folks. It's time to see things for what they really are. And then we can do something about it. I said I wanted to mention some solutions, and my time's almost up, and I haven't really even touched on any solution other than this, the big picture. The big picture is is that God is good, that God sent his only son to die for each and every one of us. And all we have to do is accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and give our hearts to God and to try to honor God's commandments and try to live in truth and be a true worshiper of God and a true believer. And as far as the big picture, that is our solution. But as far as living through this mess, don't look the other way. Don't shy away from what God puts you on this earth to do. Be a Paul Revere, 
warn people of dangers that you see, and God is going to open your eyes to something that maybe he won't open my eyes to see. But when you feel that God has opened your eyes to see something, you can internalize it, and possibly you were meant to see that for you. But you have to explore the possibility that God let you see that so you could tell others. It's time we all used our First Amendment rights because they come from God. So I have to ask this fill-in-the-blank question. God gave us rights so we could A, use those rights, or B, do nothing about those rights. I feel that God gave us the rights so we could exercise those rights. And we need to understand that if we don't stand up for ourselves, if we don't stand up for our families and our communities, who will? It's kind of like in Washington, D.C. right now. Who can you point to that is a definitive leader, one that can kind of put America back onto a more sane and stable course? I can't name one. There are some better than others, but I don't see one of them out there that can fix this mess. And so it's time to quit waiting for the next voting cycle. Time to get active and involved. It's time to be in prayer and find out where God wants you to be, and you need to go there. I know I've sounded like a broken record with that, but that just keeps coming back into my spirit time and time and time again. That the time is now. If not now, when? When we're talking about solutions, it just keeps coming back to me time and time again that God doesn't put things on us that we can't handle. And I truly believe that. And even though we see how horrible things can be at times, and it can kind of stretch us out as far as being able to handle more each time, it's kind of like being a weightlifter. You start with 10 pounds, and then you go to 20, and then you could work up progressively. And I'm not sure if it works that way, but I imagine that those principles probably can apply. If they don't, they sure could. As you get stronger in responding to things, instead of just watching it happen, that you will actually become stronger at it and better at it and able to handle more. And I don't know how to say this other than to be real blunt. I think there's a very small group of people that actually do see what's going on. I'm not saying these people are special. I'm not saying anything of the sort. As a matter of fact, they might be the unlucky ones because it's the people that are happy-go-lucky that have their head in the sand that think everything's great and they're just planning their next vacation or next football season or whatever. That would be, that would be great. I would love to be that person. But we live in very perilous times, and we can't be that kind of a person unless we just want to get ran over. And so what I'm trying to say is that I think there's a remnant. I think when Jesus comes back for his bride, he's coming back for a remnant. And I pray to God that I'm part of that remnant. But I do know what God is putting on my heart. And what God is putting on my heart is to be an encourager. So I tell people that God put me on this earth for one reason, and that's to encourage people. And so in my show, the Living Off-Grid Power and Information show, as well as when I guest host 
for Bob Behrman here on Truth to Ponder. I truly want to give you some rays of hope that you do have some of the solution. You don't have to just be a spectator and watch everything just melt away. You do matter. You do have a say in what's going on. And as long as you're doing it in God's will, then you're doing the right thing. I honestly think that we have really hit a time in human history that is like no other. Satan has never had at his disposal the weapons of mass destruction that are aimed at you and me right now. You know, it's really hard to fathom that, but there are at least three countries in the world right now that are aiming weapons of mass destruction your direction. And we have an out-of-control government that is aiming nuclear weapons at who knows how many countries. It seems like we have a bunch of godless people. They don't care about humanity. All they care about is their own pocketbook. And they care about their legacy. They care about being the big guy, getting his 10%. It's time for us common folks, just the average John Doe and Jane Doe, it's time for us to have our voices truly heard. And as long as we're lukewarm, we're just going to get spewed out. And so I hope that I encourage you. I hope that I embolden you. And I hope that I inform you. And that's what I really love about coming on Truth to Ponder. I truly want to make a difference. Well, I hope you got something from the show today. I always appreciate filling in for Bob Bierman. And I would ask you to continue to pray for Bob Bierman. And also, I would ask that you would consider donating to this program because this ministry is only on the air and this broadcast is only available due to your generous donations. And it's very easy to donate. You just go to the website, which is truth2ponder.com. You go to the support tab and click on that. And that will guide you through how to electronically give through the crowdfunding site, Give, Send, Go. But if you're old school and want to send a check or money order, you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Virginia. The zip code, 24319. And your support is greatly appreciated. Again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. And until next time, everyone be safe, be alert, be open to hear from God. We really need that right now. Stay strong, keep your powder dry, but most important of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.